What up, brawlers? Welcome back to the Throwing Hands podcast. We are not in the U92 studios right now. We are in the comfort of our own homes. And Daniel Woods is right here in front of me on the screen. Daniel, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Quarantine is uh, not the ideal scenario for this, but still doing all right. Yeah, even though there's been no fights, we have a lot to talk about. So last week, so we're going to start with John Bones Jones. Getting into more trouble, sadly. Even, even as he's getting old, it just seems like he's maturing. He, he was charged with an aggravated DWI, a gun charge, open container, and driving without proof of insurance. Now, he got off lightly. He got four days of house arrest, 48 hours of community service, 90 days of therapy, and one year probation. Daniel, what do you have to make of this? It's, I don't know what, what to think about this. This seems like a pretty light punishment for uh, that that level of that level of crime uh, to be charged with especially uh, for a repeat offender somebody that we've seen have legal issues in the past um it's it's honestly interesting to look at it's nice to see that there there's a therapy component to it uh, especially with it being a DWI charge the probation, you're going to get that in any case like this. But it, it seems like the punishment in this case is more uh, rehabilitative than actual punishment, which in cases like this, you can, you can see it go that way. So uh, it seems like he got off a little easy, but if, if it's a case where they're, they're trying to help him get better as a person, I, I can live with that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there, Daniel. But the, thing, the problem that I have with it is that he's done this so many times. And exactly. it doesn't seem like he's becoming mature like you should when you do get older. I could see him getting away with something like this when he's 22, 23, 24, when he first came into the UFC. But I don't really understand. I mean, four days of house arrest? Dude, we're all, well, all of us are under house arrest. <laughs> At this point, with quarant- with being quarantined and social distancing, all of you guys out there, you better be staying social distancing. I want more fights. But, I mean, 48 hours of community service, you know, to help the people, I guess, that maybe he affected. But I don't – I just think he kind of got off with a, with a light punishment. And I, I, I was listening to Cormier talk on his podcast with – I can't remember – Hilawea, I think that's the guy on ESPN – and he feels bad. Like, I just, I, I personally feel bad for him too. He needs help. It's, it's sad. And do you think the UFC should do anything? You know, that, that's always a, a strange case to look at with, with things like this because the UFC is, is such an individual sport uh, as compared to something like the NBA or the NFL, MLB, where you see guys get long-term suspensions uh, for things like this. So it, it wouldn't surprise me to see the UFC come out and, and lay down a suspension for John Jones. But the thing is, in a combat sport like this, fights are so spread out, you could suspend a guy for six months and he wasn't even going to have a fight in that period anyway. So 
suspensions are, 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 are kind of a, a strange thing to look at in combat sports. And for, for it to really have any kind of impact, you're looking probably at over a year's suspension, which I don't know if they'll do that. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty big moneymaker for the UFC when it comes to him coming into the octagon and fighting. And that could have some impact on the UFC itself. But I don't know. Let's, I didn't put this on the itinerary, but let's say they do do something and they throw up an interim title fight. Who would you like to see? Oh, that's, that's such an interesting thing to look at. Let me, let me pull up the, the light heavyweight rankings right now because, I mean, we've been so long without sports, I'm kind of forgetting everything that's, that's going on right now. Oh, yeah, same. So, I mean, you look at light heavyweight, probably, I mean, your top two contenders beyond, or two Jones, I should say, you've got Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos. So, I mean, that, that's probably who you see in that kind of fight. Uh, but there's, I mean, there's some good fighters at light heavy right now that could, that could compete in there. You've got Anthony Smith, Jan Blockowitz, Corey Anderson, all in your top five, plus Alexander Gustafson, who is all the way down at seven, but he's battled with Jones in the past. There's a lot of really good contenders if you want to look at an interim fight. But I think just with the fights that they personally have had against John Jones, Tiago Santos and, and Dominic Reyes have to be your top two options. Yeah, I would have to agree there. And, I mean, that fight with Gustafson, how long, that, was like, that was a long time ago. Yeah. That, that's I mean, still, that, both that's, very old that's, that's one of the that's one of the best light heavyweight series of fights we've ever seen between those two, in my opinion. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. But I think an interesting thing that could pop up. I mean, this is all hypothetical would be an interim title fight between Adesanya and Dominic Reyes. I think oh, that would be that that would be special. That would be special. And it's not uncommon for interim title fights. Yeah. To when to for someone to move up like Max Holloway moved to uh was it it was lightweight I believe and he fought Poirier for the interim title when I think it was when Khabib was suspended was that when it was that sounds right but I w- I wouldn't quote me on it yeah I wouldn't quote myself on it either but I'm pretty sure that's what it was and that ended up being a pretty decent fight and yeah I think that would be a great fight. They both fight Absolutely. in a fairly similar way. It's just, oh, that would be awesome. I would love to see that. And so when John Jones comes back, who do you think his next opponent will be? Oh, that, that's such, that's such a loaded question because he's cleaned so much out at, at light heavyweight. He might as well just I mean, go up to heavyweight. I think Yeah, that's, that's the next step for him. I think, I mean, Dominic Reyes, that fight, is is definitely an interesting one uh, between those two, especially uh, with with how the two have competed in the past. But that that was that was a fight back in February that we saw that was just recent. Jones beat him by decision. He obviously pushed him considerably more than I think anybody thought he was going to. But John Jones has done everything there is to do in the current light heavyweight division. So either either moving up for a push at heavyweight or something unforeseen happening like Israel Adesanya uh, getting bumped up to that light heavyweight defi- dis- or excuse me division uh, before anybody's expecting him to. I think we're all expecting him to get there at some point. But him making an earlier move there 
is the only really exciting thing I can see happening for John Jones for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. But also, I think a rematch between Reyes and John Jones is due, in my opinion. Because Absolutely. I think I think that fight really could have gone either way. And I think, but the thing with UFC is to become the champ, you really got to beat the champ. You can't just string them along for five rounds. And Reyes definitely won the first two right. rounds of that fight. And then John Jones won the, won the latter two. But in, for the third round, that could have gone either way. I think if any fight were a draw, it probably would have been that one. So I don't know. There's a lot, because of this, a lot of things have been shaken up. And I think, I think that'll be good for the UFC coming forth. So to the next topic, Khabib, well, this, it's, I wrote this itinerary yesterday and Khabib had a, uh, an interview with uh, Brett Okamoto and he said he did not quote unquote back out. If he has a potential possibility of traveling out of Russia, he will, he said. So he can't leave Russia right now due to COVID-19 and Tony Ferguson wants his title stripped because this fight has been scheduled five separate times. And this is the fifth time it probably won't happen. What's your take on this, Daniel? It's, I think it's honestly just a a product of the time we're living in with COVID-19 having such an effect on everything. I mean, you you can't blame Habib for, for going home uh, in a time like this, back to Russia, back to Dagestan. And if he can't get out of the country and there's no way to get Tony Ferguson to him, there's no way this fight can happen. I think Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson would be a great fight. He's the guy that's been floated out there as the replacement. So I I really don't see this as as Nurmagomedov backing out of this fight. I see this as an unprecedented world event kind of leaving UFC and the individual fighters with their hands tied uh, in, in a sport that is so international uh, and has so many stars like Habib Nurmagomedov that are, are from foreign countries. It causes problems like this. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with that. I don't, I, I don't get Tony Ferguson's uh, logic of him. Oh, he's backing out. I mean, I don't think Khabib would have been as prepared for this fight because he likes to roll and wrestle with a whole lot of different people when he trains. And so because of social distancing, if the more chances he has of wrestling with other people, he can't now increase the chances of getting the virus sadly. But so that, that definitely affected Khabib's training, but with Ferguson, he likes to train alone. I think he would have been more prepared for this fight with the fight came. Tony Ferguson wrestles with a dude up the street every Tuesday and Thursday, apparently <laughs> to get some training in. So I think that would have definitely affected Khabib's, uh, training and I don't think I think Tony Ferguson would have had an easier time taking it not that it would have been easy in the first place and so I've heard some rumblings about a possible interim title title fight in this division who would you like to see I mean more than likely if you're going to get an interim title fight it's going to be Tony Ferguson and somebody we've seen Justin Gaethje mentioned is that is that possible uh, replacement fight, and then you go down the list. You have Dustin Poirier. I, I don't think it's it's not going to be Conor McGregor. I don't think we see that see him get back in that title picture. I mean, we've seen uh, Cowboy Cerrone jump at the chance to fight on short notice in the past, so that may be something you run into. I, I probably, if I had to put money on it, 
with the rumors we've been hearing, would expect Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje if we get a fight like that. Uh, but there's certainly some other interesting candidates in that division. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with that. And who knows, maybe I could see Holloway trying to come back up and do it again. That's true. Because he's been trying to claw his way back up to the top for a few years now. And I, I definitely believe he wants to get back up. And maybe, I don't know, Volkanovski could come up. Yeah. I, I would like to see that fight between him and Ferguson. I would I, think so, too. Yeah, I think that'd be a really fun, interesting fight between the two. And then, I don't know. I just, I think if a different fight, the problem with this Gaethje fight potentially is that the two, if Gaethje beats Ferguson, this fight might not happen in a while because Ferguson's 36 and this this is like his chance, maybe possibly his last chance to claw up and get that title. So I feel like, uh, what I would like to see is to, this fight not to happen personally so this fight could be pushed back in a few months for them to fight. Absolutely. That's the ideal scenario in my opinion. Yeah, and then I, th- I, could, see, I could see Dana White putting t- a, together a card of Americans for this. Like I would like to see, I don't know, let's see, uh, Gacy and Poirier fight. That'd be a great, that'd be a fantastic main event for the UFC. And then... I don't know what the status is for the Andrade Namajunas fight, but I I still hope that one happens because that's that's not going to be a a dud by any means because that's a title eliminator like you said in the last episode to get uh Wang I mean Zhang. <laughs> uh, so uh I don't see I just don't see this fight really happening. I I ho- I just really hope I mean. Khabib says he might be able to leave the country. Russia might allow him in a that interview with Okamoto, but I don't know. We'll see. So to the next little topic that we have here, Shevchenko dropped out of UFC 251 due to an injury against her title defense against Joanne Calderwood, and an interim title fight is definitely possible. So what would you, who would you like to see for this interim fight? Well, it's, it's an interesting thing to look at because uh, – I think we can both agree women's flyweight uh, compared to strawweight and bantamweight is, is a little thinner in terms of depth of contenders. So you, you look at somebody like Chikagian who Shevchenko suffered that injury against. She may be an option in there. Joanne Calderwood, who was supposed to fight Shevchenko for the title at 251. And then you have Jessica Ives as the number one contender. She hasn't fought since December. So she's probably looked at as a pretty strong option in that position. But the the thing I have to look at is you never know in this day and age uh, with this pandemic, when these fights are going to happen, it it may come to a point where you schedule an interim title fight. But by the time that comes around, Shevchenko is is already, already healthy. Once again, the thing I have to look at in this division is I feel that Valentina Shevchenko is, so by far the class of this division and honestly probably a step above anybody that could challenge her even if you do put together an interim title fight when she is healthy she just comes back and dominates whoever wins that and becomes the undisputed champion again yeah i would i would definitely have to agree with that she's heads and toes above the rest of this division in my in our opinions definitely but i would really that'd be an interesting fight between her and jessica i in my opinion and then i don't know a a definitely interim title fight between Joanne Calderwood and Chikagian would knock the socks off of me for, I mean, 
I, I would definitely agree with you. So, but I think another possibility is, is that maybe since other people can't fight, uh, Dana White could bring up Zhang for this interim title fight. And I think, I think that would be a good setup for the, I, that, that fight is imminent no matter what, if Zhang, uh, runs through her division. So I think that would be a great setup with that interim title fight. Wouldn't you say? I would think so. Uh, Weili Zhang has proven to be one of the most dominant women's fighters we've ever seen. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. We can kind of agree. It's uh, more of a matter of when than a matter of if that she cleans out that strawweight division. And ideally for marketing purposes and probably for fans purposes, wanting to see the best fight possible. The ideal situation for the UFC is for Valentina Shevchenko to be holding that women's flyweight title when she does. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with that. So we ran through the whole itinerary. Do you have any final thoughts about what we've talked about or anything else that you want to see? Nothing really comes to mind. I just think this is an interesting time, and UFC and, and mixed martial arts as a whole are are something that are, are even in a more interesting case within this pandemic situation because – you know, the UFC, mixed martial arts, you don't need that many people in one place at one time. You can keep people separated to the point to where, first of all, uh, it becomes less dangerous for the spread of this virus. And also it, it can comply uh, with, with some state and federal regulations uh, when it comes to large gatherings. So I just think the, the UFC is, is being put in an unprecedented position in trying to put on these cards. And I think this is really where we're going to see Dana White tested as both a promoter and a businessman in a way that he hasn't been before. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. And Dana White said before all this came up, he said, these fights are going to go on. No, I, I want these fights to go on because people need the fights. And I think UFC is in the and same with other combat sports is in a, in a unique position to put on these fights because they monitor these athletes so closely with their training, their injury, and all the tests that they give them for uh, steroid use and stuff like that. So I think if any sports were to go on during this time, it'd definitely be combat sports with um, with fights. I, I've knowing Dana White. Well, I don't know him personally, obviously, but knowing who he is, I feel like he will definitely get these fights on. I well, most of them at least. Some have already been pushed back. So, good luck to Dana White. And so that'll do it for us here today. We we want to give you some quality content, of course. So, but we got some good stuff coming up in the future. Just some special guests. I'm not going to say anything, but we have some good stuff coming up in the future, guys. Well, thank you, Danny, for coming back on. Absolutely. And we will see you sometime soon.